everyone. Welcome once again to another episode of our Family Life series. Uh, I want to welcome everyone. I want you to sit down, relax, and listen to the wisdom from the Holy Spirit. Today we'll be looking at communicating in relationships. And uh, though the topic is a very wide topic, we'll limit it to just about to talking, because that's also very important. And some other time we'll revisit in depth other parts of communicating within the home, in relationship with friends, with children. Amen. Well, um, as my wife mentioned, uh, we'll be looking at uh, communication uh, within relationships or in our relationships. What exactly is communication? Communication is when what you are saying is well understood by the person hearing it. Uh, I'll repeat, you are communicating whenever what you are saying or what you are saying is well understood by whosoever is hearing there. Uh, many times people say things, but whatever they are saying is neither understood, appreciated uh, by their listeners. And what you find there is confusion. Because you said something and somebody is acting the other way, or you've passed a message across and somebody is behaving in a completely different way from what you intended to achieve by what you shared with them or what you uh, told them. So that's why communication is very important. And in very important relationships like a marriage setting, uh, if you're saying something else, your wife is hearing something else, or if you're saying something else and your husband is hearing something else, then it becomes an issue. And many times yeah, it, it becomes a point of contention uh, because you're saying, but I said this, why are you doing something else? But I didn't hear you say that. I'd rather have you say this. But I didn't say that. And then arguments will erupt. And before yeah. you know what is happening, there's constant argument, there's constant contention. And uh, if you're not careful, it will generate strife. And where there's strife, there's every evil work and confusion. All that we'll be looking at in the course of this particular episode will be based on God's word. Uh, the previous episodes, the emphasis, uh, you know, in looking at these various questions, various issues within the family, the, the foundation, the, what we've been building on is God's word. Yes. Because God's word is reliable, mm -hmm. God's words are his thoughts, yep. and God's words are what God's intentions reveal. Amen. And I'm telling you, it's far, far wiser than all of us. The Bible says the foolishness, if you can say that, the foolishness of God is wiser, wiser than men. Than men. So that is why everything will be based on God's, God's word. word. Not what mama said, not what grandma said. In fact, the Bible talks about uh, grandmas and grandpas' old fables. Wives fables. Old wives' fables. You know, you don't want to build on old wives' fables. You don't want to build on cunningly devised fables. Mm -hmm. You want to build rather on God's word. Amen. So that's why what we'll be saying is based on God's word. How do you talk in your Amen. relationship? Well, I have a few uh, things here. Uh, and uh, I want to share them with you. They are from the word of God. Watch your words. Watch your words because your words will eventually become your actions. What, how do I talk to my spouse? How do I talk to my child? How do I talk in my relationships? Oh, to my fiancé, to my fiancé. 
Watch your words, they will eventually become your actions. Watch your actions, they will become your habits. Watch your habits, they will become your character. Watch your character, they will become your destiny. So words are very important. Words are thought capsules. Amen. And that is why, you know, we'll always say watch your thoughts. Yeah. Because words carry thoughts. Yeah. God's words carry God's thoughts. Yeah. And I have a few uh, words here uh, that I want to share with us. Proverbs 15 from the New King James Version of the Bible said, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Uh, a soft answer turns away wrath, uh, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Be careful so that we are not speaking harshly. Mm. We learn to speak softly. Uh, some of us, and probably all of us, will need to learn that. Uh, to speak softly. Uh, speak softly to your spouse. Speak softly in your relationship. Don't speak harshly. Uh, sometimes the sh if you speak harshly, uh, the shouting and then maybe the tone is what people will be hearing mm. rather than what you are saying. Mm -hmm. So let's learn to speak softly. The Bible says it turns away wrath, but harsh words stirs up anger. Uh, Proverbs 15, verse number 4, this is from the message version. Of the Bible, kind words heal. Amen. Kind words heal and help. Courting words wound and maim. Courting words wound and maim. Mm -hmm. You don't want your words to wound. Mm -hmm. You don't want your words to maim your spouse. Mm -hmm. You don't want your words to. Some uh, people sometimes have said, uh, you know, words cannot. Uh, Wound? No, your words can actually do lasting damage. Definitely, they can. By speaking so harshly mm -hmm. and speaking so badly to people. But kind words heal and help. Mm. Uh, also, this is from Proverbs 16:24, from the Good News Translation. Kind words are like honey. Amen. Isn't that isn't that good? Look at that. Kind words are like, like honey. honey, sweet to taste. And good for your health. Kind words are like honey, sweet to taste and good for your health. Proverbs 18, verse number 4, New Living Translation. Wise words are like deep waters. Wisdom flows from the wise, like a bubbling brook. Wise words are like deep waters. What are wise words? They are words that are. Uh, they're, they're bringing an impact that is causing fruitfulness. Good fruits are coming out of it. And God's word will do that. Wise words are like deep water. Wisdom flows from the wise like a bubbling brook. And finally, Proverbs 18, 20 to 21. This is from the Message Bible. Words satisfy the mind as much as fruit does the stomach. Words satisfy the mind as much as fruit does the stomach. Good talk is as gratifying as a good harvest. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Good yeah. talk is as gratifying as a good harvest. Words heal. Words give life. They're either poison or fruit you choose. Words kill. Words give life. Don't use your words to kill your relationship. Don't use your words to destroy your relationship. Mm. Words heal. 
and words give life. They're either poison or fruit. What do poisons do? They mm. kill, they destroy. destroy. So be careful how you speak to your spouse. Be careful how you speak to yourselves. Be careful how you speak in your relationship. They can make all the difference between success and ultimately failure. Yes. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Wow, those were, were very heavy words, but they're from the word of the living God. I also have a scripture, which is from Colossians chapter 4, verse 6. And it says, let your speech always be with grace. Mm, I repeat, good. let your speech always be with grace, mm. seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. Mm. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each one. Mm. Uh, there's a word there, it says grace, let your speech, let what you say, our speech, our words, be seasoned with grace. Grace is God's enable, enablement, mm. enabling us to do what we can do in our own strength. Mm. Our words must be fashioned after what God is telling us, mm. what God is saying to us, not what we feel, not what we think sometimes. Or, you know, sometimes we, just like the scriptures, uh, Pastor just said, some words destroy. Mm -hmm. They are poison. Yep. Why do we want to speak poison, poisonous words into our relationship when we can speak kind words? And the Bible also says this, let your, let's, it says seasoned with salt. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt. What does salt do? Mm. For us, in, for everyone, whether you're old or young, we all eat salt. We all take salt in everything we eat. There's a pinch of salt in this, a pinch of salt in that. Salt preserves. Mm. Salt gives flavor. Mm. It gives taste. So what are we, is our speech? Is it seasoned with salt? Or is it poison? Can you imagine speaking and your words, what you're saying, you can the, um, see it before you, like decimating the body of a person. Mm. If we have a picture of like acid being poured upon somebody, see the acid destroying that skin. Now picture your words, the words you are speaking out as it's destroying. You know, words can pull down, it can build up. Yep. So we need to be careful how we speak. How do we speak to our spouses? How do we speak to our children? How do we speak to people around us? Oh, that is how I am. No, that's not how you are. That's what you made yourself to be. Because with God's help, we can learn to speak. We train children, our children when they are small. What do we do to, oh, when they are speaking, we say, no, don't say this. Say it this way. It's not said like that. We correct them. So why can't, why do we, when we grow up, we forget all that? And then we begin to speak words that are harsh. Pastor read the scripture earlier in Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1, yep. New King James. It says, a soft answer turns away wrong. Yep. A soft answer turns away wrong. But a harsh word tears up anger. Harsh words tears up anger. When you're speaking, Pastor mentioned about the tone in our words. The way we speak, it, does it bring comfort or is it going to make the person hearing angrier? Mm. We need to be watchful of that. And you know, sometimes as, as wives and the women, sometimes we want to speak. Oh, I must speak my mind. Why must you speak your mind? Speak the mind of Christ. That's yep. who you are. Yep. We, are, we are children of the living God. Don't speak your mind. Speak the mind of Christ. And if you're... If your mind is totally different from the mind of Christ, then you're going to run into chaos, into trouble. Yep. 
this harsh words stirs up anger, but what a soft answer turns away wrath. You are there's a situation in the home, or when you're speaking, and everyone is raising up their voice. There's, nobody's going to hear anything. No, because ev so everybody wants to speak, wants to be heard. So they are everyone is raising up their voice to be heard over the other one. You are raising your voice. Their partner is, or your spouse is raising their voice, or if it's their children, they are raising their voice. Everybody. So who's who is going to hear what? Nobody will hear. Nobody will hear. It's not the right ending in, in more chaos and trouble. That's true. So what, let our speech be seasoned with grace. Be careful. If you find yourself raising your tone, pull back. Mm. And if you can stop, and if you have to apologize, I'm sorry. Yeah. And that's one word that is very, very essential in the home. I'm sorry. And meaning it genuinely from your heart, not just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm. That is not sorry. You're just. You're like, saying things. Just saying things. Amen. Amen. I, I, and I want to say this because this is talking about essentially how to talk uh, in your relationship, in your marital relationship. Uh, number one, I want to give you this. I want to say this from my own experience as husband and wife, or even if you're engaged. I want to encourage you learn to give yourself pet names. Uh, give yourself pet names. Uh, start to call yourself. Don't just call yourself Mike. Or Janet. No. Uh, yes, it might be Mike to the world, but it's special to you. Yeah. Uh, she's special yeah. to you. Give yourself pet names. We have pet names for ourselves. I, sometimes I call her by a first name, but many times I call her by my own pet name. But you don't call her that name. It's reserved for me. So if I share it here, I don't, yes, it's, it's me with, I have the sole right. Right and privilege. Yes, to do that. I call I her been. MQ, and she calls me MK. She's my MQ, I'm her MK. Amen. And that's what we call ourselves, is a pet name for one another. And uh, we can be in a crowd with people when she hears MQ, oh, that's my dear one calling me. And when she, did I hear MK? Oh, yes, there's somebody calling me here. And it's a way to also communicate in the midst of a crowd. Uh, when the many people are there, you call yourself that. Number two, uh, learn to sing for yourself. Just sing for yourself. You know, she's just coming back from work, you're just coming back from work. You go there before him, you go there before her, and she walks in. You're my sweetie, my sugar. My baby, Amen. my lover. Oh, I'm telling you, whatever problem, whatever issue he's facing in the day, will just everything will just go down because he's returned home. Amen. She's returned home. He's returned to the comfort of his of his wife, or to his, you know, she's returned to the comfort of the hands of her husband. These things build relationship. Maybe I should teach you the song so that you can start to sing. I've encouraged younger couples to do that. And uh, because I know there are people that have been watching this, not from our church, you start to sing the same thing to, for your own spouse. Oh, and they can even find their own special song. Yeah, find your own special, find your song. Own special song. But I release the copyright to you concerning <laughs> this one. You can just sing it if you don't have any special song. It goes oh. like this. You are my sweetie, my sugar, my baby, my lover. So honey, let me hold you. 
Let me love you forever. Oh, yeah. You know what? That will retain the spark in your relationship. You know, we've been married for 30 years and we're not tired of each other. You know, the sparks are on and on and on and on. And I'm telling you, when we're 50 years in marriage, it will still be like this. Because we're generating the sparks all the time. Number three, learn to celebrate each other's special days. Celebrate each other's special days. Uh, well, this one, I'm not, I'm, I'm still, I need to improve <laughs> in that. Uh, there's some of us who are wonderful in it. Whenever there's a birthday, they've taken off. They're gone. Uh, yeah, I need to do a bit more of that. But celebrate <laughs> each other's. Yes, I need to receive more grace. <laughs> Celebrate each other's special days. You know, just take off. Have a time. Separate. And I mean, take time together. Go on a, a short holiday. Go on a... I know when children are young, it's a bit difficult. But don't forget, children are temporary residents. Yep. They don't have permanent visas no, in their no. home. Temporary visa. Yep. Yeah, they're on temporary visa. So if you make them the object, oh, I don't have time because of my children. I don't have time because of my children. What happens when they go? When they grow, they go. go. When yep. they grow, they, they go. go. They're gone. So don't let them start to come in between your relationship. And then thank God for mm. children. We love them. We celebrate them. But they are not the primary reason for your relationship. They shouldn't be. The primary reason for relationships is just the two of you. You married her for who you found in her, what you found in her, and you married him because of uh, the smiles or what, she, what he brought to you. Uh, so I, I think it's very, very important that we just emphasize that. Finally, I also want to add this. We call these uh, rules of engagement. Rules of engagement. It will help you managing your relationship. Number one is this. In doubt, ask questions. Uh, don't assume. Assumption is the lowest form of knowledge. I saw you with that that lady walking. I said, "Which lady?" Oh yes, you are walking. I don't even know what you're talking about. You know, don't assume. Ask questions. In doubt, ask questions. Number two, uh, before you ask, give a benefit, give a benefit of, of the doubt. doubt. Don't go asking at the same time accusing. I would say don't go asking at the same time what? Accusing. accusing. By the time you, let, you put down and listed all your accusations, you, what do you want him to say? What do you want her to say? How does he respond to that? You're not giving her the opportunity to really respond. You're not giving her the opportunity to talk and share, oh, didn't happen. And then you're not giving her the opportunity to explain himself explain herself. So in doubt, ask questions. Before you ask, give the benefit of the doubt. And then number three, don't ask anyone who is neither a party to the problem or a party to the solution. When you do that, you are missing the point completely. You are missing the point completely. This is very, very important. It will help you in your engagement. It will help you in your relationship. It will help you in managing things. And I must say this, because sometimes as married uh, couples, we seek, uh, we go ahead and say, yes, uh, but how about this situation? I need to seek advice regarding it. Please tell me one single scripture where you have the spirit of advice. 
you will never find in the word of God what is called the spirit of advice. Because advice is from the head. Advice is from the natural circumstance. Advice is looking at the situation and saying, I think this is what should be done or what should not be done. The Bible talks about the spirit of counsel. The spirit of counsel is from the Holy Spirit. Is the Holy Spirit guiding you? Is the Holy Spirit leading you? You know, the Holy Spirit knows much more than all of us. So why, why wouldn't we just take advantage of the wisdom of the Spirit? And I need to say this, because people go to meet counselors. They advise to meet counselors. And believers with the Holy Spirit in them, meeting counselors that are not born again, what are they going to tell you? How would they add? What, what are they going to say to you? They'll be talking to you from their mind. They'll be talking to you from their head. They'll be talking to you from philosophy and sociology and those ones like that. They may have their place, but everything must be rooted in Christ. Uh, that is why the word of God has remained the same yesterday, today, and forever. Nothing can improve it. Philosophy and sociology has been improving. You know, there's also there's always the latest, the, the, the latest theory, the updates of that. Why? Because it's from man, and something else will come that will be better than what the other man has said or spoken. But the Spirit of God, oh, the Word of God is eternal. Yes. Amen. I think my wife would just want to say some things. Hallelujah. Well. Amen. We want, to, we want to thank God. And concerning talking, it's, it's, a, it's a major or a mega issue in the home. We must know how to talk. Pastor was talking earlier, talking about, oh, your husband is coming in or your wife is coming in, maybe from work, they've had a busy day, they've been bombarded out there, and they're coming in again to be bombarded with words. They're coming in, oh, you're just coming, are you looking at the time? Oh, I've been waiting for you to do this, or what, what have you been doing? I've waited. No, they're coming in, they're coming in to, they're to, come into a home filled with peace, yep. where the words are like, no, out there they've been gifts or all manners has gone on or gone wrong but now they want to come in and just relax and just chill out and now we are putting more fire under the pot for them you're going to we're going to you're going work. to run into big problems and, by, and also there are cases of you know either you are the, the wife or the husband in your offices maybe you are the boss you are the head you are the ceo and you know in, in places in corporations in companies the bosses sometimes talk harshly to the uh, to the workers, to the staff, to pass across the message, to get things done. They are driving. But now you come home and you bring that same mindset into your home. You're going to go into trouble. You're going to run into trouble. Yep. Why? Because your wife or your husband is not your staff. They are your spouse. And they need, deserve the respect in your speech, in what you say to them. Yep. To be seasoned with salt, full, full of grace. Not, oh, oh, oh. No, 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 seasoned with salt. Oh, you're just coming from, how was your day? Not, ah, all your mates have been back a long time ago. How do you even know that they've been back a long time? Are you in their homes? No, all your mates have been back a long time ago. Where are you coming from? You're just coming. The man has been, or the woman has been busy stressed out. Yeah. He just wants to relax or he yeah. wants to relax and just let our words be seasoned with salt. Let yep. the salt preserve. Let it sweeten. Sing 
find this find different songs. It might not just be one, like different songs or words that will not, you know, there are words that you can say to your spouse that will, you know, that will change whatever frequency or whatever vibe they're coming in with, so that they, they are, they, you know, their the stress is released, is yep. goes out. Yep. So watch your words. Watch how we must watch how we speak to yep. our spouses. It is very, very important. It's not that you cannot do it. We, you can do it. You can't say that is how I. No, no, no. You can ask God for grace to help you and watch. Think about what you want to say yep. before you say it instead of just blotting it out. Because once it's out, you can pick it up. It's just like an egg. If you drop an egg and it's cracked, it's broken. You can't pick it up. You can't put it's it. Together. Difficult. So when words, words are spiritual containers. You remember words. You know, than even any other thing. I remember when I, when I was much younger, because my mom was a my mom was thank God for that. She was a strong woman. She disciplined us very well, led us, making sure that we all knew the value of life. But there, there were times when she speaks, I would prefer her to even smack me than even speak, because if she smacks me, the pain is gone just for a few moments. It's gone. But those words, I'll be hearing. I'll be hearing. Day in, day out. I'll be hearing again and again and again. Mm. Words are powerful. So we must choose our words carefully. Yep. We must choose our words wisely. Yep. We must choose our words with, with, with love so that we build relationships and we don't destroy relationships. Thank Amen. you. And, and finally, this is a final takeaway uh, for men. Women are touched and moved by words. Uh, speak good words to your spouse. Speak nice words kind words, gratifying words, lifting words to your wife, uh, they will be encouraged, they will be lifted, you know, and by the time you do that and she does the same to you, you are building up a power unit Amen. that cannot be destroyed by circumstances, situations, and the business of life. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. We just want to pray with you as we round up. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for everyone uh, who has been listening. Thank you for things that your people have learned uh, from what you have given to us. Lord, we pray that you help each person uh, to imbibe and uh, to walk in the light of the things they've heard and they've learned in Jesus' name. And where words have been spoken, harsh words, terrible words, bad words, and is affecting relationship and is causing a breakdown in communication and relationship between spouses. Lord, we ask that you come and heal. Come and heal and cause it turn around. Thank you, wonderful Savior, in Jesus' name. God bless you, and we'll see you again uh, for the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye for now.